Jingle, jingle, jingle. Turn to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. How many of y'all got a Bible in some form or fashion? Raise your hand. Okay. If you are a regular, bring your Bible. If you're a visitor, we're cool. You don't know that yet. But next week you're going to be a regular. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, whenever someone is going to build a house, and we have a house behind me, um, when someone's going to build a house, there is usually an architect involved to design the house. There is someone who signs the contract to build the house. And then there is a general contractor who's going to actually do the work of building the house, plumbing, electricity, foundation, drywall, framing, etc. Landscape, pool, concrete, concreto, all that stuff. Someone's got to be in charge of actually completing the house, interior, carpet, paint. Uh, I've been in several house construction projects. Um, and it's, it's incredibly involved, perming. Someone has to do all that work. And for the contractor to be able to finish the house according to the architect's plans, he needs access, keys to every single room in the house. So every room has to have, be available and accessible to the general contractor. If he's locked out of a room, he can't finish the job. He needs a key to every room. Can I get an amen? Okay. Your heart is like a house. You have many rooms in your house. And in these rooms, you, your, one room is your image, uh, how you see yourself. Another room is your sexuality, whatever that means. It's, you know, all that involves your sexuality. Um, your work, your job, your career, what you think your purpose is, your skills are, um, what, what kind of uh, education you're getting to get a career, your health, all the things around your health, what you eat, do you exercise, do you drink enough water, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your community, your secrets, your deep, dark secrets. And there's like a thousand rooms that we all have in our heart. Can I get amen? When we get saved, a lot of times we let the Holy Spirit in, but we only give him one key to one room. He gets the room in the corner. Everything else is locked up. You ain't going to let him involve in your sexuality because you got your nudie booty stuff over here that you don't want him to know about. Mm-hmm. You eating stuff he don't want you to eat. Mm-hmm. You wearing stuff you don't, he don't want you to wear. Mm-hmm. You spending money on stuff he don't want you to spend. Mm-hmm. You hanging out some places on Friday night, Thursday night, Tuesday night, freaky freak, mm-hmm, that you don't want him to hang out with. You going places, you in the creek, in the creek, creep in the night. You think creek, the freaks come out at night, that's you. And you don't want him to go. Get a, can I get an amen? But you still call yourself a Christian. And you're the person at your job that people say, I don't go to church because of you. Because I see what you say, listen to how you talk, see how you do your job. You come in late, leave early, curse, and you're just like everybody else. And then all of a sudden, I find out you go to church. And by the way, you go to rock church. I ain't never going to that church because they're full of hypocrites. Because of you. Because of you. Because the devil, the, the, the devil, the Holy Spirit is locked out of all the other parts of your life. And what happens is you get saved and you let him in the front door. And he stands at the front door and you say, can you just stay right there? I'll be back. And a month later, you pick him up and take him to church. 
And then you come back and put them at the front door. And then you go about your life and you think that's Christianity. You, you have no power in your life. You have no revelation in your life. You have no miraculous things in your life. Your prayers aren't being answered. You got jacked up friends. They're all jacked up. And by the way, th th them being jacked up is not your fault. Maybe them not being saved could be attributed to something that you're not telling them. But you're blaming them when it's really just about you. You have to let him have access to all your life. Can I get an amen? Here's what he needs to have. He needs to have access to every single room in your house. You need to unlock everything in your house. So today we're going to talk about that. Can you give the Holy Spirit the keys? Because God is the architect of your life. Jesus signed the contract with his blood when he died on the cross. And the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to come live in your heart. We talked about this last week. The Holy Spirit is the one that lives in your heart. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father praying for you. But he sent the Holy Spirit, which we're going to read about in a minute, to live inside your heart to actually finish the work of God in your life. But the work of God is not for you to just say a prayer. He wants to, he wants to fill you with power and revelation and gifts and, and, and vision and anointing in your life. But a lot of times we're walking around weak. Now, context. You live in the United States of America in 2023 where our culture is becoming more anti-God as we speak. Why is this important to know? Because you are in a spiritual battle and you might not even realize it. I just read the other day that they're having Satan clubs in elementary schools. Where the devil, people actually come up dressed like demons with horns and they got these little kids in black robes having these classes in elementary schools. There was a day when the devil was behind the scenes pulling the strings. Now he's like, I, I, I'm so secure. I got y'all so jacked up that I'm going to come out and open and say, this is it, the Satanism. And we're sitting there as believers, we are the only, the last line of defense in this spiritual warfare. And if, 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 if anything, we got to protect your family. If anything, you got to protect your kids. And so why is this important? Because if all you're going to do is come to church every now and then, have no spiritual power in your life, you are going to lose. Because I don't know when the end is coming. We're going to do a, 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 a couple of sermons on end times. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. But let me tell you something. I've never seen the acceleration of evil so fast in my life. And I, don't, I have no idea what it's going to be like in six months from now. I, me, this is just me. It appears very different from 90 days ago. Maybe it's more, I just have more information. But... With, with all the, 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 the gender stuff and the kids and all the stuff they're teaching kids and AI, which to me is this, the scariest of them all because AI is now teaching itself and actually become doing things it hasn't been taught to do. And, and matter of fact, they've, they've, I've been seeing these interviews with the leaders of AI and, and, and in 60 Minutes and other programs were saying, are you telling us that it's doing things that you didn't treat it, teach it to do? And they said, yes. And one guy said, it's actually going to be out of control soon. What does that mean? I have no idea, but it's not good because AI has no soul. If you do not have a grasp on the spirit of God, and I'm not saying you check the box and you got saved at one point. You have a grasp of the Holy Spirit that's going to take care of you, guide you, teach you what to say, provide for your needs, tell you when to go right or left to get that little piece of meat from a raven that comes down to give it to you because all hell is broken loose in this world. You're going to be subject. And so when I tell you this stuff, by the way, when I talk about culture, which I'm probably going to do from now on because I just want to keep you informed. I'm not trying to scare you. But I'm trying to keep you informed so you can not be blindsided like when did this happen. 
that you could be informed and say, okay, I really need to read this Bible. Because if the Bible and your Christianity is just something you do, forget it. You're done. In other words, you're going to be lost and you're going to be swept up in all the garbage and not be able to stand up when you need to stand up, which was yesterday. But at least you could be aware of, okay, this, all this culture stuff that's going anti-God is a spiritual battle. It is a spiritual battle. Say spiritual battle. It's not culture. It's spiritual. It's warfare for the image of God, people, to worship the devil, not God. It is completely that. And when you got little kids sitting in a circle in elementary school doing a seance, that is, if, if it don't get any more clear than that, then we ain't never going to see it. And so the point is that you have to get, I, I got my, I, 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 got, I just came out, I put, posted a, a, um, a, a challenge on Instagram. My Instagram handle's at Miles McPherson, by the way. Give me some love. <laughs> at Miles McPherson. And I posted this challenge with my nine-year-old grandson to memorize the gospel. It's about seven sentences. And I said, hey, can you, can you memorize it by Tuesday, which is two days from now? And that's the challenge, him reading it and saying he's going to memorize it by Tuesday. Well, he memorized it already in two days. And I showed him a, 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 a video and he's, ask, he's asking his friends, do they believe in God? Because it's just coming in his head. And I showed him a video of a young lady, she was like 10, screaming at a guy sharing the gospel on the sidewalk. And I said, MJ, you see this girl right here? She needs Jesus. And he's just like staring at him. If we don't get our kids, <laughs> We're done. The devil's coming after your kids. So we have to have a grasp of God and our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit. Can I get amen? Okay, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus has died, rose from the dead. He's getting ready to ascend into heaven. And he's going to tell his disciples, do not do any ministry till you have power from the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you need power from the Holy Spirit. You need to hear from him. You need to be anointed by him. You need to be able to, to, to see things how he sees them more progressively and stronger and clearly every day. Look what it says in Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 8. Being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded his disciples not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. So this is right before he's going to send it to heaven. They're in a prayer meeting. Jesus comes in and says, look, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere until the, the promise of, the whole, of my Father comes. I'm going to send to heaven, and then we're going to send the Holy Spirit in about 10 days. So don't go anywhere, okay? And so it says... Which he says, you have heard from me before, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about three baptisms. Baptism comes from the word baptismo, which means to immerse and submerse into something. Just imagine this is water. I'm not talking about water baptism yet, but imagine, and you're dunking someone in, okay? It just means to immerse. You can get baptized by a bunch of stuff. You get baptized, sometimes when someone throws you in your job and you don't know what you're doing, they throw you in, you got baptized by the, by, the, by the overwhelming responsibilities of your job. It means to be immersed by something, into something. And it says, he says, uh, John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Say, prepare my heart. And then it says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom? And he said, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And by the way, if anyone ever tells you the end is coming here, Jesus said, it's not for you to know. I don't even know. So I don't know. 
I just know it's getting freaky. Okay, but when it's going to happen, it could be 500 years from now. It could be next week. But so, so don't believe anybody says here's the date because no one knows. And then it says, here's the thing, here's the thing. But, this is Jesus talking, you shall receive power. Everyone say power. How many of you want more power in your life? Okay, I'm not talking, okay, let me, let me just try it one more time. Elbow above the ear. How many of you want more power in your life? Okay, keep your hand up, keep your hand up, keep your hand up, please. Look around the room. Now, just keep your hand up, just a second. If all of y'all had and were hungry for God's power, for real, I mean for real, and you were willing to do whatever it took to get God's power, knowing that God's power is more superior than any other power, keep your hand up. You can switch if you get tired. <laughs> y'all need to work out because that was only 30 seconds, okay? <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, do y'all remember that movie? If you don't remember that movie, you need to see it's one of the classics. It was all about getting the Ark of the Covenant because above the Ark of the Covenant was the presence of God. And the presence of God meant power. Power. And I'm not talking about Shazam power. I'm talking about power to transform your life, power to pray for people when miracles happen. Power for God to miraculously use you, which is what I'm going to talk about next week. Power. God wants to give it to you. Keep your hands up. Don't, come on now. Come on now. Now, you, now, you, now I'm just going to stand here all day. Okay. Put your hands down. Look, look what Jesus said. You shall receive power when you read the Bible more. Is that what it says? No. You shall receive power when you come to church more. Is that what it says? You shall receive power, power when, you, when you stop cursing. Is that what it says? No. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit, the Espíritu Santo, has come upon you. Everyone say Holy Spirit. And then you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. San Diego, California, United States, global. Your family, your street, your neighborhood, your city. However you want to do all that means is everywhere. That's all that means. And what that means is that if you really want to be a witness to me, you have to have my power. Why? Because if all you're doing is talking noise and not doing nothing, and I'm not doing something through you that people can't explain, you're not a witness to me. When Jesus would, would heal people, he would heal them, bam, they would, they would see. He said, don't tell nobody. Now, they didn't understand why he shouldn't tell. Well, one of the reasons they shouldn't tell anybody because they didn't have the whole story. They didn't have the whole story. Even when Jesus came down from the Mount Transfiguration with his disciples, they saw Moses and Elijah come, appear to them. They were already dead. They appeared to them and, and the, God the Father said, this is my son. And they're like Peter and James are tripping. And he goes, listen, don't tell anybody. Because you really won't understand until after I die, rise from the dead and give you power. So if you don't have any power, there's so much you don't understand. You, probably, you might come to church and say, I don't understand why they're raising their hands worshiping. I don't understand why people come on time. I don't understand why anybody would give money to the church. Because you don't understand, you have no power. You, don't, you, 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 you haven't engaged in the power of God to see God pay your bills, supernaturally open up opportunities, supernaturally heal somebody. If you don't have that, you're like, why would I do that? Why would I take a risk? So when the Holy Spirit comes on you like, oh, God, and then God opens your eyes and says, look at all the times I saved your behind. Matter of fact, just on your own, just on your own cognizant. Your, your own ability for your brain, your three and a half pound computer to decide to remember after all the billions of brain cells that have been killed from your drugs and alcohol and just craziness. How many of y'all can remember things that, I don't know how I got out of that one. Can I get an amen? It was God. There's angels up there going, that brother had no idea what we did for them. 
That fool has no idea how close he was to, to being just gone. How many of y'all know you're going to be in jail right now? Can all y'all raise your hand? Because I don't know you, but you've done something. You could be in jail right now. And here's what I mean. You were driving home drunk one night and got home. Don't know how you got home. You could have easily killed somebody. Easily. And so, so, so you, when you have power, then you go, I get it. I don't need to fear. God's going to get me that right job. He's going to get me that right man. I don't need to have any old man rub it on me, make me feel good. I'm going to get the right man. Whether he got a six-pack or not, I'm going to get him. Even though you ain't got no six-pack, but that's okay. I don't need to have teeth. He just needs to have teeth, okay? Mm-hmm. Three baptisms. Number one, we are baptized by the Holy Spirit into the church. When you get saved, we got a cross up here. When you get saved, you get baptized into the family of God. I was 19 years old in the department store, black neighborhood, 915 at night. Store was closing at 930. TSS was the name of the store in Hempstead, New York, black neighborhood. And these two, three white hippies, I can't remember, it was a long time ago, a lot of brain cells burnt up since then, walking around in these bummy old nasty jeans, beard, hair, looking like Charles Manson, literally. And I was like, looked at them like, oh, they ain't supposed to be here. So let me just watch and see what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something going to happen. And they came over to me and opened the Bible, beat up Bible, and shared the gospel with me. And I went to Catholic school. I knew the gospel. I knew the components. But the thing that they shared to me that was revelatory was God wants to have a relationship with you. At least to me it wasn't. And they probably told me that in Catholic school. But, you know, I was five years removed and 20 pounds of weed later, I, you know, I don't remember. And I asked Christ, my girlfriend was right there. She was getting ready to get off work, punch out. We were going to go to her house, do what we do, have blah, blah, blah. And, and they said, do you want to receive Christ as your Savior? And I said, yes. And they prayed with me. And the room moved and I started crying. And I was like, I had a taste of that power. And I was like, I can't have sex anymore. Not like forever, just... It's like, that's not of God. <laughs> you just got that. Dude. Okay. But I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. And I stopped everything. I was like, I was like, 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 like in shock, spiritual shock. Like God loves me. God has a bigger plan for my life. Look at the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one spirit, the Holy Spirit, we are all baptized into one body. The Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free. Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will take a heart of stone out and put in a heart of flesh. I'm going to give you a heart that can hear my voice. Some people's heart is hard. There's no matter what you say to them, they can't hear it because their heart is like this to God. The Bible says that a man says in his heart there's no God, not his mind. In other words, you can give people facts that are irrefutable. But their heart is, their heart is not going to hear it. They just, they just won't hear it because they don't want to hear it. Because whether they are conscious of this or not, or conscious of the reason or not, if you admit to God, then you have to, admit, you have to submit to God or fight God. So it's better that there be no God at all. 
what you're seeing in culture, if we take God out, then there's no authority but ourselves. That's all it's about. And by the way, they don't realize that the authority is the devil, which basically says there was, there was a Satan, Satan con, there was a, a conference for Satan in Boston two weeks ago. It was, a, it was a Satan conference, literally in Boston, and they were tearing Bible, they were tearing the Bible up and denouncing God. And they said, "Oh no, we don't believe in Satanists. We just don't believe in God." They're so deceived that to think they don't believe in Satan, but yet they're Satanists. That's how deception. That's how deep deception is. But the main thing is we don't. We just want to. If we just remove God, then the only spiritual war, the spiritual influence left is the devil. Then we can do what we want. But really what they don't know is that if you do what you want, you're going to end up, the Bible said the wages of sin is death. You end up going to lose in the end. It's a whole deception. So you either got God or the devil. There is no other option. And so God wants to take out your heart of stone, the heart that says don't me, and the heart of flesh that says I want to listen to God. My grandson who's nine years old asked his friend, do you believe in God? I said, MJ, why did you ask him that? He says, I don't know. It just popped in my head. Ooh, that's a heart ready for God. And it's a heart that obeyed what God said. I wonder how many of you, don't raise your hand. You had something pop in your head. Like, why don't you pray for that person? And you didn't do it. Why don't you pay, for that, pay that person's meal? And you didn't do it. Why don't you go ask them how, shit, tell them I love them. And you didn't do it. And the Holy Spirit's like, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, but you don't do it. Now, if you don't listen to that and do that, you can't go to second base because that's first base. You want to go home run. And God's like, you, you, you're not even bunting. You're not even, I can't even get you to the plate. I'm trying to tell you to get out of the dugout and you're like, I don't want to do it. I want a home run from the dugout because I don't want to go out there. There's too many people watching. Number one is baptism into the body of Christ. That's the first baptism. When, 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 when you get saved, you get baptized, in, you get baptized into the, now I'm part of the church. And people think, I'm going to stop there. Holy Spirit's sitting at your door. He's inside the house. It's like, when can I go into your private life? When can I tell you how to use your body? <laughs> when can I tell you how to use your mind? The mind is a terrible thing to waste. When can I tell you how to use your talent? When can I show you what your talents are? If, ooh, if God can show you, next week we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. If God can show you what you are, oh, you'll never live a boring day the rest of your life. Because God can show you a purpose. A lot of, God has made a lot of you a hammer and you're trying to be a saw. Ain't nothing cutting. Because you ain't got no ridge. You're a hammer. And God has made some of you a saw and you're trying to be a hammer. And you can't hit anything. And you keep hitting and nothing's working. Number two, baptism and water baptism. This is the first one, the Spirit of God baptizes you into the church. Next one, now that you're in the church, the disciple is going to baptize you into discipleship or obedience, Matthew 20, 18. Jesus spoke and said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Everyone say Father. Say Son. Say Holy Spirit. Trinity, right there. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you to the end of the age. See where it says lo? Everyone say lo. I thought that was Lorenzo, my friend Lorenzo. We called him lo. I didn't know what that was. When I was a young kid, that was, that was, it, was, it was not a joke. It's real, but it's supposed to be more funny than that. But I'll move on. When I got saved... 
I got baptized in my teammate's jacuzzi. I am saying to the world, I am following Jesus. Bam. I am saying to the world, I want to be obedient. Bam. I am saying to the world, I want to be a disciple. Bam. And the disciple baptized me into the jacuzzi. So when we baptize people, you are making a public statement. And if the person if has a lot of issues in their life, you just hold them down a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> then you release them. First baptism, into the church. Second baptism, give me that water. Woo. The second baptism is in water. Symbolic of cleansing. You go down and you come up a new person. The third baptism is in holy, whoo, I love this one. Watch this. Holy Spirit fire. Oh, come on now. Someone say, give me some fire. I can feel the heat. I can feel the heat even from right here. You know, it's a video. I can feel the heat. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says in Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist refers to Jesus saying, I baptize you in water unto repentance, but he who's coming after me is mightier than I whose sandal I am not worthy to carry. He, Jesus, will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Everyone say fire. F-I-Y-A. Say fire. Not fire. Fire. Say fire. You want Holy Spirit fire. You can't get enough Holy Spirit fire. Ephesians 5.18. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled always continually with the Espiritu Santo. God, fill me. And you go out and you work. You do your thing. God, fill me again. You go out and work. You want it to be overflowing. When you pour water in a, in a glass and it overflows, you want the Holy Spirit to overflow. The Bible says the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. If you're out there gossiping, how many of y'all know gossips? Raise your hand. Just ra do, do, put your finger in the air. If you know a gossip, raise your hand. Okay, let, let, me, let me just say this. If you know someone who's eh, about other people, just raise your hand. Put your hand up real high. Give me, give me one finger. One finger. Now do this. <laughs> we all gossip. I don't know a human being that don't talk about another human being. Can I get an amen? amen. You know what the Bible says? The mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. What's in your heart that caused you to do that? What's in your heart that caused you to, to curse? What's in your heart that caused you to lie? It ain't the Holy Spirit, but when the Holy Spirit's flowing out of your mouth, ooh, I can tell what's in your heart by what comes out of your mouth. That's a biblical concept. The Bible says, be ye filled, always filled, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, overflowing. Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit, fill me. Look what the Bible says in Acts chapter 8. This is when the disciples, people were getting saved, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit filling them yet. And the disciples were going out laying hands on them so they could get the whole gospel. In other words, they, they got the gospel, they repented, they, they believed, they got baptized, but then they didn't get the third baptism, which was the Holy Spirit. Baptism. Not just a little... Salvation, where you have the Holy Spirit, where he has access to all your rooms. Yes, look what it says. In Acts chapter 8, verse 12, when they believed, the people of Samaria, when they believed, everyone say believed? Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus, both men and women, the people were baptized. They believed they were baptism. They believed, which means they were baptized or immersed in the church uh, uh, membership. Then they were um, baptized in water, and now, what about the Holy Spirit? Look what it says. When the apostles who at Jerusalem heard that Samaria 
had received the word, they sent Peter and John, and who, when they had come, prayed for them that they may receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For he, as yet he had not fallen upon them, and, when the, and, and they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. How many of y'all want to receive the full power of the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand really quick. Okay, we're going to see in a minute, because we're going to give you an opportunity. But is it going to get freaky in here? I don't know. I hope. I come to some of y'all houses and it's freaky. So why can't you get freaky with God? Here's the thing about it. Has God ever, has God ever like been really, really freaky, uncomfortable to you? Of course he's going to show you something new. But if you think, if you think listen, a lot of times what we understand in the, theologically, it's from our experience. If I go to this church, then I learn what that church teaches me and I believe that's all there is and that's right and everyone else is wrong. Or if I speak in tongues and I believe tongues, if I don't speak in tongues, then it must be wrong. If I heal somebody miraculously, then I think that's right. But if I don't, then if that my experience has never seen that, my church has never done that, then I don't believe it's right. A lot of times what we believe is our experience, not what the Bible says. So you want to accept the fact that there's stuff about God until the day you die. And even then you're not going to really know everything. That you're, ne- you're not going to, there's always something to learn. And so if you're like, God, teach me, teach me, God, I'm, my heart is here. I, my heart is open. Just I want, I'm willing to give, receive anything you want from me. Then God will say, I love that. But if you're like, I don't want that, God. You know, I, God, I know what's good for me. No, you don't. You don't. Look at your last boyfriend. As, as, as Jesus said to the woman Samaria, look at your last five boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them fools was a knucklehead. Look at Acts 19, verse 1 to 7. It happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some of the disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So that in Ephesus, they believed. And he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So he, they said to him, we have not so much as heard of the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what were you baptized? And he said, into John's baptism, water. Then Paul said, indeed, John baptized you with the baptism of repentance. The baptism of repentance is water. The baptism of salvation is the first baptism, the baptism of of, of repentance. And then the baptism of the Spirit is third. Saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul then had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Third baptism. Now, I'm going to talk more about tongues next week. I'm just going to touch on it now. Very briefly, how many of y'all speak a language? It's a rhetorical question. It's like a duh question. How many of y'all speak a language? Okay, English, French, Ebonics. Okay, how many, how many of y'all speak stupid? Okay. If you have multiple languages, why can't God? God wants to speak something through you. That is either to bless you, we're going to talk about three different kinds of tongues, the ones that blesses you, it's personal, private. My prayer language has nothing to do with you, it has nothing to do with what you ever, and never going to understand it. I'm never going to understand it. It's for God to bless me spiritually. It has nothing to do with you. If God's going to declare something through me 
where someone in another language is going to understand and I don't understand, that's another kind of tongue. If God is going to speak through me in a language that nobody understands but somebody interprets it, that's another kind of tongue. Why can't God do that? It's all in the Bible. So for you to say, Lord, I want whatever you have because it's beautiful. If you made it, it's good. Nothing you made is garbage. But you have to participate. In other words, if you're going to speak in tongues, you've got to speak. And we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. But you may just go home and say, Lord, and just start babbling like a little baby. My, my daughter, my granddaughter, she's six weeks old, seven weeks old tomorrow. Uh, and she goes, it's the sweetest sound. Oh, it's, it's better than anything I could ever hear coming out of your mouth. Plus, her breath smells great. <laughs> and she never brushed her teeth in her life. And I'm like, wow. Can you imagine if you could do that with God? God, and let the spirit flow. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Four things. Four things. We'll talk more about that next week. Four things. One, repent. Everyone say repent. If we want this baptism in the Holy Spirit, which we're going to just ask him for. We're going to ask him. Four things we're going to do. Say repent. Acts 2.38, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm saved. Holy Spirit just came in my, my foyer. I'm baptized. I'm in the family of God. But he wants more. He wants all the keys. He wants all the keys to every part of your life. Dear God, I want all your power, but you don't have all authority in my life. He said, no, I don't have that. I, we don't do that. I want it all. When I got married, my wife got half of everything. Actually, she got it all. I just borrow stuff. <laughs> Young people are like, that ain't happening to me. Oh, yes, it's going to happen. <laughs> you won't be married long. Okay. Repent, believe. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to fill me. For, uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off or as many on the Lord will call. You have to believe that God, the Holy Jesus, who's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, he is so excited. He wants to bless you. Have a desire. John 7, 37. On the last day, on the great day, of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. How many of y'all thirst for God? Mm. Keep your hand up just for a minute. While that music plays, just kind of feel that. Yeah. Whenever the music plays, you got to. On the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. You can put your hands down. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Everyone say, I thirst. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Say, Holy Spirit, flow out of my heart like rivers of living water. Have control over my tongue. Have control over what flows out of my mouth. I give up control. And then it says, he who believes in me, as scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, said, don't do anything. I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And then you have to ask. Luke 11, 11, if the son of asked for bread, 
from any father among you, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead? If he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Would a father give something harmful when you're asking for something beneficial? No. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give with the Holy Spirit? Give the Holy Spirit. Give the Holy Spirit. Give the Holy Spirit to you. Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. El Espíritu Santo, yo sé que estás moviendo a través de este lugar con poder misteriosamente. Yo sé que quiere llenar nuestros corazones con tu presencia. Holy Spirit, I know that you are moving through this place and you want to fill our hearts with your powerful presence. Yo sé que quiere cambiar la dirección de nuestras vidas y nuestros pensamientos y las meditaciones de nuestros corazones. You want to change the direction of our heart, the meditations of our mind, our thoughts. But we have to give you permission. We have to run, repent, accept Christ as our Savior. We have to believe that God is pouring out his spirit on us. Jesucristo está abriendo los cielos y pouring out, vertiendo el Espíritu Santo en, en nuestros corazones. God has opened up the heavens and he's pouring out the spirit of God and I want to pour out the spirit of God in our hearts. We have to desire it. Lord, we want it. And then we have to ask. So we're asking now. We're going to ask now. If you would like the Holy Spirit to be poured out on your life. Just open your palms to the ceiling. You may lift your hands up, put them on your thighs, whatever you want to do. And pray this with me out loud. Pray, dear God, I know you love me. You sent your son to die for my sin. He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And then he promised the Holy Spirit to baptize us in the Holy Spirit if we ask. So Father, we're asking as a faithful Father, send the Holy Spirit. Send the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we receive you. You are welcome. This is a place for you to rest in our heart. We trust you. We submit to you. Thank you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed and all the campuses, I'm going to ask the prayer teams to come to the altar, but as our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer, I ch challenge you, encourage you right now as I'm praying, may the Holy Spirit prompt your legs to stand and come to the altar. We want to pray for you. There may be somebody who wants to give their life to Christ. You may be someone who wants someone to lay hands on you or pray for you. Here, pray with you. Just get up out of your seat. God bless you. Just get up out of your seat in all the campuses and come to the altar. You said you wanted more. This is the opportunity to, to act on what you say you believe. 
So get up out of your seat, come down to the altar. Holy Spirit, we pray you move in this place. We pray you, you, you move people's legs. The devil's trying to get them to stay in their seat. He wants them to hold back, be reserved, be private, and not be public. But this is a public thing. Because tomorrow, Holy Spirit, you're going to speak to people. And they got to listen at their job, in their neighborhood, at a PTA meeting. They got to listen and be obedient to speak out when they tell them to speak out. So right now, come up out of your seat. Holy Spirit, move on people's hearts. Set people free. Deliver them from their bondage of suicide and anxiety and depression and worry and fear and, 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 and illness, Lord. I pray that people would speak, that you would speak. God has given you a prayer language even right now. But he, you got to say something. So just babble like a little baby and let the Holy Spirit flow through your mouth. You won't ever understand what it is. Let the Holy Spirit, by faith, have control over your tongue. Let him flow flow from your mouth. Let him do something supernatural in your heart. Let him build up your spirit. Let him strengthen your spirit. Let him fill you with peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and clarity and vision and boldness and courage and anointing and power. Woo, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Come up out of your seat. Come on down here. 